Hello, you beautiful people. It is another episode of Metro Movement Connect Show with me, Dr. Fez. Today, we're going to figure out some things that are going on in your life. It's somebody who is a brilliant mind and just a generally great human, which is what we always actually have on the show. Her name is Simone Naidu. She is the CEO of On Purpose Personal Development. She's a metaphysician and, of course, a life coach. She's going to be helping us unpack a couple of things today. Get ready to know what you don't know about being body brilliant. This is the MedShield Movement Connect show, where we connect the dots between fitness, health, wellness, nutrition, and of course you. Hosted by me, Dr. Fez Mkize, and a special guest that we have every month, sharing knowledge, insights, and groundbreaking tips on how to get fitter, be stronger, and live healthier. Turn up the volume and listen close. Today you amplify. It's the MedShield Movement Connect show, Let's go. So, and thank you so much for sitting down with me. It's, I mean, I'm excited to have you on today. Excited to be here talking to the doctor. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> we know each other and I've had the pleasure of having been to one of your retreats and kind of working through a number of processes that you take people through. But before we even get into that, could you let me know why you wanted to become a life coach and what is a life coach for everybody at home? Okay, cool. So, let's start off with what coaching actually is, and then we'll go into why I decided to do it. So the best image I can give you when it comes to coaching is actually sports, because everybody knows what a coach is when it comes to performance, right? So if I want to be the next Venus or the next Ronaldo, everyone knows you get a coach first. And the reason is because you can only take yourself so far. Most human beings have a lot of latent potential buried in them. And because we're really bad at taking our own advice, we actually need a mirror. So a coach actually becomes someone who's a trained professional who helps equip you with tools and skills of how to achieve any goal, maximize your potential, and also help you dissolve any barriers that might be in your blind spot yeah. that you're missing. So in a nutshell, that's what a coach does. It's also like a teacher, a best friend, someone to hold you accountable. Um, they perform many type of roles, advisors. So life coach is nice. I like the term because life encompasses everything. Yeah. Whereas if you hear something like a doctor, you know they, they do this, yeah. right? So it has a very strict definition. Whereas life coach, this person's here to coach you on your life, whatever that means to you. Uh, it, it's... It's interesting because I know this, having experienced the retreat with you, and I feel like it is something that is, because of that very nature of all-encompassing, can be so dynamic. How did you realize you wanted to do that? Because your story is interesting. I know that yeah. you didn't go to, say, a varsity to be a life coach. You went to varsity to do something else, and life unrolled itself, and now here you are today giving yeah. people this value. Yeah, so... And I'd like to tell people, in my past life, I was an investment banker. <laughs> um, so that's what I went to study because that's what I believed was going to be my passion. Um, and I felt it served a big purpose because there weren't people who looked like me in that industry, right? And I loved the fact that money could create wealth for people, wealth unlocks things, um, it locks, unlocks opportunities, and the South African markets are incredible. We have one of the best financial markets in the world. So I'm like, this is prime for success. I lasted all of two years in corporate because from the moment I got there, I started picking up on things that I can only attribute to 
probably your level of consciousness. Mm -hmm. So things that other people would just overlook for me became pain points. So mm -hmm. I saw something well, that I termed chronic dissatisfaction. So I looked around me, nobody was happy, right? Everybody lived for the weekend, there was never enough leave, you hated your boss, you were never paid enough. And at that stage, I think I was 26 years old, 25, and I looked around me and I said, is this going to be my life for the next 30 plus years? Okay. And I knew that I'd tick every box because I was fortunate enough to be amongst probably the, the single digit percent in South Africa, someone who's educated, we have access to opportunities, we've got great jobs, we're gonna tick every box, the house, the car, the kids, the blah, 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 yeah. but there was never gonna be fulfillment. And that's when I started to realize there's a difference between something you're good at doing and what kind of sets your soul on fire, mm. you know? Mm. Um, and I decided that unless I figure this thing out, I'm gonna live a life that actually someone else has designed for me. Yeah. Right, not the life I was probably born to have. And it sounds so cliched and woo-woo, but actually the reason I love speaking about this is when you see people who have gone the way, it becomes tangible. Mm. You see someone who's had to pivot, and when they tell you their story, you realize, oh my gosh, if it's possible for her, if it's possible for him, it must be possible for me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, and I think a lot of people can probably resonate with it, because when you go through life, and because of the way society is constructed, you tend to need to be pigeonholed, and we are such dynamic beings that when you are put into a space and you feel restricted, you sometimes go, maybe me feeling like I need to be more is a weird thing. Yeah. I, should be I should be comfortable in that lane. And the lane you were describing, I mean, part of the, the top single digit mm. in terms of the country, that is something that a lot of people will be like, just be quiet and be happy with it. Mm. And I know a lot of people at home might feel very different from mm. that. So from feeling that to where you are now today, how did that path get triggered? How did you know that that was the path, path. that you're supposed so to So I go? actually didn't know. Mm. I didn't know it was the path. I was just picking up on what was not working, mm. right? Um, and then I started noticing, like, what did I really, really enjoy? So natural things were happening. I was just picking up data points in my own life, but it first had to come from a point of realizing something wasn't quite right. Like, almost like you work towards something your whole life, and then you get there, and you're like, oh. is this how I'm supposed to feel? Everyone else is congratulating you. Everyone else is thinking you're living a great life. And I remember it was simple things like on weekends, people would ask you, oh, so how's things going? And it's always about work. Mm. And everyone would say, oh my God, I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. And I'm like, is this what we're supposed to answer for the rest of our lives? I'm so stressed. I'm like, something has got to be wrong here. So what I, my first journey was actually in the realm of passion. I would just ask people, at that stage I worked at the Reserve Bank, mm. and I would ask people, do you love what you do? And of course you get the normal eye roll, oh, you're just 25, you're jaded, you'll learn about life, <laughs> you, you get, know? You get used to it, you get beaten down. Yeah, don't, don't worry, you'll <laughs> soon learn. And I even listened to that, I'm like, why would you ever wish that on anybody? Like, wouldn't you wish that someone stays inspired mm. and hopeful and excited about the future? It almost looked like there was nothing they're waiting for me, right? So because so many people that I asked gave me such poor answers, I really started to understand that until I figure out what this whole life thing is about, especially work, mm. right? Because this is the place you spend like 70 to 80% of your time in, a, in any given week, in any given day, I'm like, surely there's gotta be something important here. So those questions, I realized, well, who do I go and help me answer those questions? Because if my colleagues and my peers can't help me, 
Um, my family can't really help me. Mm -hmm. Where do I actually go? So of course, first you look at things like psychology because those are places you go if you have problems, right? But I thought to myself, but this isn't really like a mental health, a mental illness issue. Yeah. I just have questions. Like, who, who, who do I go to? <laughs> Questioning life. And my question was like, who am I and what is my purpose? Mm. Right? Those were the two big questions. And then I literally started researching and I found out that life coaching is actually a thing. Mm. And because of the happy coincidence that I was actually seeing an alternative healer at the time and a life coach moved into her premises and she told me, Sim, I actually think you need to meet this woman. So it's so amazing for me. I truly believe in this. When you set an intention, all the universe will conspire to make it happen. A lot of the time, people think they need to search wide and far. When you start asking the questions, the answers almost come to you. Mm. And it'll be in something weird like a Google search or some YouTube short that you happen or to watch. Or a podcast episode where a life coach is coming <laughs> and speaking. <laughs> exactly. Technology also is your friend. So when I started seeing my life coach, which I think next year will be 10 years that I've been with her, yeah. um, I told her two things. I need help with figuring out what my passion is because I feel like everyone has one. Mm -hmm. I don't have one. Um, and I need help figuring out who I am because I felt like I'd constructed my life according to what other people had said. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the things that I had challenges with, like not feeling good enough or being a perfectionist or always having self-doubt, um, I didn't know where I was supposed to go to to fix those things. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized a life coach actually helps you with all of that. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. I just said a lot of it, things. It's beautiful. <laughs> and the, the reason why I'm taking a moment with it is because even when I first engaged with kind of the on purpose with the retreat and everything else. Mm. It's funny because I come from a background where I'm a doctor and you do all these other things and you check the boxes, right? You're supposed to feel like you are somebody who's done something in life. And the analogy of a mirror where you look into the mirror is something that is actually very important because even in one of the processes where we do some of the inner child work, et cetera, mm. that is what you're trying to tap into. Mm. And a lot of people at home might resonate to some degree with what you're saying, but because we've been so inundated with what society wants from us, you, you might not hear that voice very well. Mm. What are some of the ways that you found, mm. say somebody who is at home now, mm. can maybe better hear that voice or rub that mirror a bit more so they can see a bit clearer outside of even going directly and speaking to you, but just starting to work on that process of what is for me? So I would go straight up with that big question, who yeah. am I? So mm -hmm. if you practically went in front of a mirror or maybe in front of a journal if the mirror makes you uncomfortable and you asked yourself, Simone, Fez, whatever your name, say it, it's yeah. important. Psychologically, the brain enjoys hearing the sound of your voice and the sound of your own name. So when you say it, you're gonna probably get some good answers. Mm -hmm. And then ask yourself, well, who am I? And watch what responses you have. Because most of the times when you ask people that, they'll tell you things like what I do. Yeah. Okay, then they'll tell you where I come from, they'll tell you who my parents are, religion, culture, but it's not the crux of who they mm. are. And then people start to get very uncomfortable because they realize that they themselves don't know. Yeah. And that's when the mind itself starts to freak out. The mind is like, what? But I'm 28 or 33, I should know myself by now. The thing is, that's not, it wasn't taught to you. Your education, which is all based on 
acquiring skills to be a good worker, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't self-educate. And this is the big thing. Coaching is about personal development. It's about development of the self. Mm. And that development has got to be holistic. It's got to be something that teaches you how you as a person works, yeah. right? And the skills you need to actually be good at life. So how does my mind work? Mm. How do feelings and emotions that come up every day work? What does my health mean to me? Let me talk about having good and healthy relationships. Mm. Um, do I, what type of a career do I want? And does that need to be linked with purpose? Does it not? Is it just a function of money? Yeah. How do I treat money? So all of these things I found, the most important things in life are not taught in school. Right, And then some of us tend to, we hope our parents teach it to us, morals and values. Yeah. We hope our religion teaches it to us. And all of these things seem to somehow fall short because too many people are now facing challenges and they have no idea how to Absolutely. deal with it yeah. at all. So what does that let us know? We are lacking in the skills of how to be an effective human being. Most of us feel like we're just falling short. And I feel like that's what we'd all want. I feel like if there were more effective human beings, we'd probably all as a society feel a lot happier. Mm. I do find it interesting that you have a life coach because somebody at home might go, well, she is a life coach. Mm. She knows these things, but mm. you still have that mirror. I mean, 10 years still working with them. Mm. Is that just because life, you continually change and need to make sure that you're assessing mm. and seeing and seeing if the things that resonate with you now are still the same things that have resonated with you through the years? Mm. So for me, it's twofold. Firstly, I love what I do because I love being coached. So before I was anything, before I had a title, I was sitting on someone's couch getting help. Mm. And unless you fall in love with that process, how are you ever going to know that what it's like to be on the other side? Mm. So it's the concept of loving being a student and a teacher at the same time. The second part is that people think that once they have a piece of paper or a designation, it means their inner work is finished. Yeah, like you. Like, let's just park it. Yeah, that's what I am. Yeah, that's what yeah. I am. And, you know, I'm so grateful because especially in the medical field, I know there's CPD points, right? Yep. Continuous personal continuous, development points. You continuous. have to actually, the, the, not the industry, but the space is always evolving, mm. right? Technology and science and research is always evolving. So if you got your qualification 10 years ago, mm. how do you say that you're still relevant today, right? Mm. If I don't keep training, how will I understand the mental health implications of something like TikTok or <laughs> cyberbullying? I love it. Right? <laughs> yeah. But it's true because if I wasn't trained on that, but if I don't continuously work on myself, somehow there's going to be a backlog. And you must also understand when you're dealing with human beings, when you're sitting every day and you're not just hearing, oh, I want to achieve this goal. People are coming to you with very real challenges. Mm -hmm. They're expressing very real wounds. They're sharing things with you that they've not felt safe to share with anyone. That you are, I'm a human being too. So if I'm not going and processing and dealing with that, then that's actually going to shorten my lifespan. Mm -hmm. Um, as a coach. And I love what I do way too much to allow that to happen. The passion in the eyes is the thing that always <laughs> gets me excited because it really does show that you love what you do. Mm. But you are touching on TikTok, social media, and we live in an era where a lot of information, a lot of things are not just happening all the time, but are never stopping because mm. it's literally 24-7. Something can be found on your phone, mm. on your laptop. How does one navigate mentally mm. your own health 
when it comes to spaces like that? Because some people will go, well, you kind of just adapt. And somebody will go, well, the mind actually wasn't meant to be receiving signals like that in a continuous loop. And that has implications in the long term. And because we're in this boom, maybe we'll only be able to see those implications later on. You, as somebody who is aware of the mental and the mental health of an individual, mm. how do you say we navigate that? Mm as humans. So I'm glad you're bringing this up because a lot of the time people don't understand that coaches deal with people's mental health. Mm -hmm. And another term I want to introduce is actually emotional safety because the two actually go hand in hand, right? Um, and because people are seeking alternative um, therapies, mm -hmm. let's call it that, outside of mainstream health that they know about, we are actually getting a lot more inundated with people that have real mental health challenges. Now, of course, we've got a referral system, so we know exactly when the psychologist or the psychiatrist or the GP needs to be called oh, in, right? Okay. But when it comes to, for example, someone has just been retrenched or they're going through a divorce, um, the pandemic just happened. Mm -hmm. Many people were laid off and had, or they went from living a particular life that just ended in the, in the course of one day. The implications on people's mental health and emotional safety is so far-reaching that people today are still catching up with the effects. Mm. And so oftentimes they don't know that when they're coming to a coach, they're coming to us saying, I've got this brain fog that's happening. I can't think as clearly. I don't know how to focus anymore. Uh, I don't know how to solve the problems in my life anymore. Yeah. I feel like I'm checking out. Then we hear things like, I feel chronically sad or afraid or angry, and I don't know what to do with all of it. And this is where my personal philosophy, and it might be different to other coaches, yeah. is I take a form of a healing component to it. So human beings are incredibly effective at achieving any goal. You give them a strategy, a plan, and a They'll goal, a and the mind is built to work towards that thing, right? Now, depending on your values and your will, it'll happen how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't understand that sometimes why they're not achieving a goal is because of some type of internal block. Yeah. And that internal block can very easily be solved with a new skill, a new tool, or some level of awareness they didn't have before. Or maybe even working through something maybe linked to childhood. You mentioned the mm -hmm. inner child. Inner child okay. um, something traumatic or wounding that happened in your past. Or even just a limited way of thinking. We call those limiting belief systems, right? Mm -hmm. Or an emotional barrier like anger that they can't actually get through. So part of my job is when I see those present themselves to actually pause and pivot in your coaching program sure. to make sure we are dealing with that because human beings are thinking, feeling beings. Mm. And it doesn't matter how much technology we have or don't have. Those fundamentals never, ever change. It's very true. It's very, very true. And I think on that journey that you kind of started me on, I, and you realize this once you start really getting into things, we, and I think you even said this, the child that you were still kind of rests inside of you. And sometimes because of whatever trigger that might have been there, you still react in situations that are similar to that in the way that that child might have. And because you might be blind to it, mm -hmm. you might never know that that perpetual cycle, your propensity to be a certain way that might be negative or suboptimal might be because of that particular incident. Mm -hmm. And I think as humans, I realize as much as I like to try to feel like I'm stoic, I'm mm. very much somebody who has emotions that can be quite intense. It's just that they manifest in the way that they tend to manifest. Mm. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful journey, I think, but I also find that it's one that you need awareness of 
through whatever modalities and other means that you can get yeah. them. Um, I feel like before we let Simone go on this episode, we always do this. We always kind of want to have rapid fire points. Mm. You are somebody who has read quite a lot. You are quite aware of all sorts of mental health, psychological content. If you had to put your top three authors that you find that somebody at home, if they had to pick up a book, would be like your three people that have moved you and affected you, who would those be? Number one. Okay, so I'd say Louise Hay first I because, knew. yes, I'm a Louise Hay life coach. Uh, yeah. um, that one I love because regardless of where you come from, education level, everyone can pick up that book mm -hmm. and start to understand the who am I, what is my purpose, um, and get a lot of practical tips from, from it. it, right? She's a, she's a great, she has a great story as well, not just from an author perspective, but her life. Number two. Secondly, I would say A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, and the yes. reason I'd say that is because this is where the concept of meditation, mindfulness, and more Eastern philosophy becomes very practical with Western psychology. Mm. He's very good at explaining to you what's happening in your mind. You know that, that um, they call it the roommate that's there rent-free, <laughs> right? The ego mind that's always talking, narrating, yeah. is where all your belief systems and your thoughts come from. Come from. Yeah. And so Eckhart teaches you exactly how to gain control and power over your mind. Beautiful. I mean, Power of Now is, is a great book, but I love that you are bringing that one in. Number three? Number three? <sighs> Has to be a number three. I know you read quite a lot, Simone. Okay, so I'll just, everyone would have heard of it, but The Secret, there's too much. I think it's because my journey started there as a teenager. Mm. That was the first time I understood that the mind is more powerful than you even imagine if you learn how to use it. So that was the first time I started to understand that when there's an intention, when I'm focused on a vision and a goal, mm -hmm. when I have a lot of strong emotional belief in it and I back it up with that, all of a sudden what I'm doing and how life is conspiring with me kind of works together. So I'd, I'd say to inject a little bit of magic into people's lives. I think people need that because everyone right now is feeling like everything's on them. Mm -hmm. And if we had just a little bit of magic, whatever that means to you, um, it would just make things a little bit easier. Beautiful. Uh, and this one is for me because I've been wanting to ask you this okay. for the longest time. You like to say all is well? All is well. All is yes. well. That is something she says. <laughs> um, if you are with her, you don't even have to be with her very long. She'll finish certain things with all is well. Yeah. Why that phrase? What does it mean? Is it the power of the words? Mm. Is it something that you're affirming for yourself? Is mm. it for the other individual? So... Um Automatic programming of the mind. This is like a very, very old technique. Mm -hmm. So it's the concept that the mind is always listening. The subconscious mind is always listening to what, what it is that you're saying. Yeah. So when we have a lot of negative self-talk, that's why that's the kind of life. So when you keep saying, I'm tired, I'm stressed, I'm broke, that's probably going to be the life you experience, yeah. right? People forget that the power to change their lives and dissolve feeling like a victim starts with the literal words coming out of your mouth. Mm. And so people are looking for the big solutions, the big stuff, the yeah. silver bullet and the knight in shining armor. They don't realize that they can start to dissolve that victim that's inside them that's chronically speaking about what's going wrong. Mm. Also, you want to speak things that you want. And that's not denialism, and I'm not talking about toxic positivity. Yeah. I'm talking about being very deliberate in creating your own reality. Because two people can experience the same thing, and based on their attitude towards it, mm. have a totally different experience. So because when I was in corporate, I am stressed, was like the mantra Number handed one. out yeah. to everybody, and we must all say it all of the time. I'm like, I don't think this is a very good idea, because I don't want to be stressed. Whatever, you're, whatever thought you're thinking and whatever word you're speaking 
is creating your reality. It's an affirmation all the time. And if you look at people who are successful, they are talking good things into their lives. They are generally positive people. They are generally hopeful about the future, regardless of what's going on right now. So I decided that the best way to navigate me out of that life and to make sure that stress wasn't something that I just accepted as a norm, um, I decided to create that affirmation, all is well. And it comes from Louise Hay, mm. but it's become a bit of a signature now because it helps me dissolve any stress, whether someone's running late or something doesn't happen the way I wanted to. In that moment, it stops me from reacting, that reaction-based victim, angry, let me get mad at someone else to gain control, mm. and it puts me back in the power seat of like, hold on, I if all is well, I can actually choose what to do. And so I become a lot more effective in how I respond and keeping peace as the kind of foundational bedrock of my life. Beautiful, Simone. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. Hopefully you have learned a lot of amazing things. I know I've had my cup filled and um, maybe we might even see her for more episodes because she's clearly got a lot to teach us. That is another incredible episode with me, Dr. Fez. And just remember, all is well. <laughs>